Good morning, good evening, good day, or good night, whatever time it is for you, with you tuning in to listen to another episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, paranormal investigator and researcher, historian. I have a number of accolades, but I won't bore you with those. Um, Always on time, never live. That's the problem with podcasts, uh, unless you're doing a live streaming it's always going to be pre-recorded, so I won't bore you with any more details in regards to that. This week's episode, I'll be dealing with secret space bases on the dark side of the moon that are not necessarily ours. NASA confirms something pretty big. Also, the same group that wants to storm Area 51 now wants to storm the Bermuda Triangle because they say that it cannot swallow us all. Um, considering the fact that they've forgotten how large and vast the ocean is. So there would be need to be a few billion of us uh, in order for it to not swallow us. But who are we kidding? Of course it's going to swallow us. Um, I won't uh, keep you waiting any longer. Now on with the show. Current events, current events. Who's ready for some current events? I've got a few for you. Well, this should whet your appetite. Right now, NASA has confirmed or openly discussed, not necessarily confirmed, ancient alien city found on the secret dark side of the moon in different NASA images. This week marks 50 years since man landed on the moon. But was something there before us? 50 years ago this week... Man first set foot on the moon. Neil Armstrong, whom I was named after, Neil, of course, but he spelled it N-E-I-L, I'm N-E-A-L. Neil Armstrong won the space when he stepped out onto the lunar surface and declared, that's one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Sorry, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He was joined by fellow astronaut Buzz Aldrin as the pair spent several hours walking the surface of the moon. Michael Collins, who was also part of the mission, remained in the command module while it was still in orbit. The Apollo 11 mission took off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida on July 16, 1969. It took the crew eight days to reach their destination. Eight days from the Earth to the moon. And the rest, of course, is history. Images and footage of the historic moment were beamed around the globe, mankind's first glimpse at lunar life. Since then, a raft of conspiracy theories have sprung up about whether or not the moon landing was faked. But one of the most unusual ideas is that on the dark side of the moon, not visible from Earth, lies an ancient alien city. NASA images of the dark side of the moon have fueled the belief that Earth's nearest neighbor is hiding an amazing secret. Some of the pictures show square-shaped rocks, and alien hunters have claimed they could be buildings. They had they add the structures that look to have been abandoned millions of years ago, which has led them to believe a tragic incident is the reason aliens no longer live on the moon. Scott C. Waring wrote about his wild theory on the ET database. The conspiracy theorist said, the objects seem to be very reflective, but have dark black areas that have a lot of right angles and appear to be structures. 
Some of the objects were white reflective roofs or buildings that had openings that allow ships to come in and go. Some of the ships in those structures are hanging halfway out, which makes me think some tragic event happened that stopped them from existing fully. Scott even believes the ancient city could have once included a port. Other conspiracy theorists claim to be certain that alien life still lives on the moon. Over the years, they claim to have spotted pyramids and other monuments similar to that. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. There's a huge mass embedded in the center of the moon, and astronomers aren't sure what it is. Here is something you may not know about the moon. Earth's clingy best friend is also the site of one of the largest known impact craters in our entire solar system. Essentially, something caused a giant hole in the moon billions of years ago, and astronomers have just discovered that there's something big, really big, buried beneath the surface. According to research published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters, the moon's south pole Atkin base hides a mass that is estimated to be 4.8 quintillion pounds. Imagine taking a pile of metal five times larger than the big island of Hawaii and burying it underground. That's roughly how much unexpected mass was detected. The researchers from Baylor used various sets of data collected from spacecrafts that measure the gravity around the moon and compare them to maps and imaging of the moon's surface. As a result, they found a dense metallic mass pulling down on the floor of the basin. So what is it? James and his team surmise it could be a metal embedded in the moon's mantle from the asteroid impact that caused the crater some estimated 4 billion years ago. If that's true, it could be a time machine and a gold mine for scientists studying the history of the universe. All of that metal, and basically the entire area surrounding the mass and the crater, could tell them a lot about the asteroid impact, how it happened, and what the solar system was like when it did happen. The basin is one of the best natural laboratories for studying catastrophic impact events an ancient process that shaped all of the rocky planets and moons we see today. Unfortunately, the creator and the myster mystery substance below aren't visible to mere earthbound humans since they are on uh, literally the far side of the moon. What could go wrong? Over 18,000 people so far have responded to a Facebook event about visiting the Bermuda Triangle. The event, titled Storm the Bermuda Triangle, It Can't Swallow All of Us, was launched earlier last week after a similar page for Area 51 went massively viral. 
The Bermuda Triangle is a region of the Atlantic Ocean triangulated by Miami, Florida, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico, where ships and airplanes have supposedly gone missing over the years under mysterious circumstances, according to National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Over the years, many theories have arisen to attempt to explain what might be going on in the region. According to NOAA, the Navy and Coast Guard maintain that there is nothing paranormal going on within the Bermuda Triangle. But the event, which is scheduled for October 1st through the 3rd, isn't quite what it sounds like. Its organizer, Anthony Dominic Carnival, told Insider, Obviously, we're not going to rush into the water and start searching for monsters in the Bermuda Triangle, he said. The name of the event was more for an attention grabber. Carnival, a writer from Phoenix, Arizona, said that he started the event as a joke, taking inspiration from the Area 51 page that came before it. But after it went viral in less than a week, he decided to change the event from a meme fodder to a charity festival held in Miami, Florida as in one point on the Bermuda Triangle. Carnival plans to raise money for cancer and wildlife research, he said. The event's description links to a GoFundMe of the same title. Basically organizing a beach party at the tip of the Bermuda Triangle, the GoFundMe states. Gonna be a safe party and I'm going to hire an event organizer to help plan the party and rent boats and hire live music. As of Friday afternoon last week, it had raised $85 of its 175000 goal. Carnival said that the proceeds of the GoFundMe will be used to cover the costs of the festival, which he hopes will span three days in October. Any leftover money will be no donated to the American Cancer Society and the World Wildlife Federation. Carnival told Insider he was inspired to donate cancer research in honor of his late grandfather, with whom he shares a name, who died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He said was particularly inspired by his grandfather's work, ethic, and the lasting relationships he built with his friends and co-workers. He would throw the dopest parties every year for all of his friends, so I just thought, I want to start doing that. I want to throw a party for everyone, Carnival said. Carnival is seeking charities, bands, comedic artists, and vendors who want to perform at or align themselves with the festival. He says he hopes to raise enough money to pay artists. Currently, one band is on the lineup. Carnival has given himself just three months to plan the festival, drawing comparisons to Fire Festival flavor. Though he says it's not a scam. People have been making jokes online that I'm trying to scam people, but why would I do that? Why would I put my public name on record saying that I'm going to do that? Do people think I want to be the most hated person in the U.S. to do this to people, he said. Obviously, I'm going to get trolled online, but I don't care. It's not the same as the Area 51 event. As for the Area 51 raid, the original organizer of that event page has come forward, too. Maddie Roberts, a man from California, said that this event really exceeded his expectations. I posted it on like June 27th, and it was kind of a joke, Roberts, he told Las Vegas now. And then it waited for like three days, like 40 people, and then it just completely took off out of nowhere. It's pretty wild. 
He stressed that the event is not meant to be taken seriously. I just thought it would be a funny idea for the meme page, he said, and it just took off like wildfire. It's entirely satirical, though, and most people seem to understand that. Do aliens exist? This question has baffled humans ever since prehistoric man noticed the bright stars in our sky. Thousands of paranormal sightings have been recorded on video since then. Many, many with conspiracy theories attached about the infamous Roswell incident and fictional films such as E.T. and Alien, generating much interest among UFO hunters. Hey, hot off the presses, I got a really interesting story here for you. An alien hunter explains why he won't be going to Area 51 to look for little green men. Uh, What started as an internet joke has generated a stern military warning after more than a million people signed up to raid Area 51, a secretive military installation in southern Nevada, long fancied by conspiracy theorists to be hiding evidence of a crashed UFO with aliens, or maybe more than one crashed UFO. The purpose of the planned raid is in order to see them aliens, quote-unquote. In the following Q&A, astronomy professor Jason Wright discusses the public's interest in answering the age-old question, are we alone? The questions go like this. Since you have a long-standing scholarly interest in extraterrestrial life and even wrote about the possibility of advanced civilizations in the distant past on Mars or Venus... I presume you've canceled your classes for September 20th and signed up to go to the raid in Area 51. His answer was, to be honest, I completely, I was completely unaware of the raid until you brought it to my attention. I work in SETI, the Scientific Research for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, and believe me, no one wants to find evidence of extraterrestrial life more than those of us in this field. We scour the skies for evidence of such extraterrestrial technologies with some of the most advanced equipment in the world for understanding what's going on in the sky. And we haven't found anything compelling yet, but we're not paying much attention to what is happening at Area 51. The next question they asked him, do you think the public knows enough about Area 51 or is the widespread interest in this raid a good barometric read on how frustrated people are that the government appears to be hiding things and once again um, trying to be so secretive that uh, they're hiding something? His answer was, I don't know very much about Area 51, but I can say that the intense interest in the goings-on there related to aliens reveals a deep public interest in what kinds of life might exist elsewhere in the universe. Their next question, have you yourself ever tried to do any real research into the happenings in Area 51? His response, not Area 51 exactly, the closest I've come to that was a talk I heard by a physicist describing the fascinating science carried out by the military back in the late 1940s, especially Project Mogul, which launched microphones on balloons to see if they could detect nuclear testing going on in the Soviet Union. It's an amazing story of physics and engineering ingenuity. When one of those balloons 
with its disc microphones and radar reflectors landed in a farm in Roswell, New Mexico. It helped fuel the whole alien craze we're still living with today. It's a shame because the science fiction inspired aliens conspiracy theory is, from my standpoint, so much less fascinating than the story of the research that was going on then. Their next question. There was a time when the federal government provided researchers and money to search for and teach about the search for extraterrestrial life. And you laminated that that it is no longer the case. If you had your way, how much money do you think the federal government should give America's researchers to search for aliens or evidence of aliens? His response, the search for life in the universe is a major priority for NASA and the American Science Union. Many of our missions to Mars and our space telescopes are designed with the detection of biosignatures in mind. Biosignatures being signs of life like microfossils or evidence of metabolism in the atmospheres of distant planets. But despite the billions of dollars spent on these missions, I think many members of the public would be surprised to learn that NASA and the National Science Foundation spent next to nothing looking for intelligent life in the universe, including technological life that might, after all, be easier to find. I think the level of funding for the field should be determined the way the rest of the science is by competitive peer review of proposals for research. So I don't know what the right level is, but I know it's not zero. Their response, you're the winner of the 2019 Drake Award. What is the Drake Award? Why did you win it? And what do you plan to do in order to advance what the award is about? The Drake Award is named after its first recipient, Frank Drake, who more than anyone launched the field of SETI in the early 1960s with his pioneering radio experiments. He also made the first calculation using what today we call the Drake Equation of the number of alien civilizations in the Milky Way that might be trying to contact us. The Drake Award is awarded occasionally by the SETI Institute, a research center dedicated to understanding humanity's place in the universe. I see this award as validation of my work to help elevate the field of SETI as an academic discipline and to persuade Congress, NASA, and the public that it is worth worthy of public investment. It is, after all, the scientific approach to answering one of the most profound questions ever asked. Is Earth life unique? Or are there other beings like us out there in the universe? That was a compelling article. I'm glad that you gave me time to share it with you. It's all the time I have for this week. Tune in next week for some more crazy stories, out-of-this-world theories, conspiracies, government cover-ups, ghost stories, um, things dealing with cryptozoology, and crop formations. Have a great weekend, and this is Neil Parks with Paranormally Speaking signing off. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.